Hey everyone, I'm Bardo, founder and creative director of House of Nyabingi, and welcome to Rap and Chat, your moment in the month where the creative culture meets for conversation, preferably with a glass of Caribbean spiced rum and a dash of pims and a healthy side of fried plantain. So let's get into it and don't forget to click, subscribe and leave your comments below. This month we have the wonderful guest Charlotte Smith and Charlotte is from Style Cartel Media but it's not just about Style Cartel Media. Charlotte is the founder, editor-in-chief, model scout, sneaker reseller and content creator. So first of all, welcome Charlotte. Hello everyone. And how are you today? I'm good, how are you? I'm not too bad, not too bad. I'm really excited about having you here. And I know we've had a lot of challenges over the last few weeks, just with up and down of just life, trying to schedule um, the interview. So it's really great to have you here. But as we normally do with Rapid Chat, we first of all, will start off with our quick fire round. You've got one minute, three, two, one, go. Favourite genre of music? Hip hop. Oh, wicked. Me too. Favorite album? That's a hard one because I love Nas. I love Biggie. Mm-hmm. I love Lauren. Yeah. I love Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah. So that one's a hard one. <laughs> okay. Okay, then. So out of any of those that you've just mentioned, or if there may be something else, your favorite song? Lauren, from Lauren Hill and Nas, If I, if I Rude the World. Uh, all right. 10 out of 10 across the board for that one. What's your favorite perfume? Oh, wow. I have a lot. So I like L'Enfant, but favorite is Miss Dior. Miss Dior. Okay. And what's your favorite day of the week? Monday. Uh, oh, why Monday? Because Monday you have to, you have to like start the week off right. I do yoga and meditation on Monday and then I just set up the rest of the week on Monday. Okay. Like Monday is just emails, no meetings, no talking to anybody, just figuring out what I have to do for the rest of the week. Do you know what? I really like that. And given that that has just taken us over a minute, I think that's a really great place to start. So what I want to ask you, as you just mentioned about the yoga and the meditation, how long have you been practicing yoga? A good 10 to 15 years. But now I'm really getting into the practice and it's just it's like, I I found a yoga teacher that I really love, mm-hmm. and she does she does the morning yoga for an hour, and then she has another class that she follow it by meditation, and it just starts my week off right. Okay, and what you know, it's one of those things because I've I've dipped in and out of yoga. And what what type of yoga is it that you practice, by the way? Hatha, Ashanga, like I do all. You know, I did. Um, hot yoga for a while Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with that for a minute yeah until I watched the Bikram story then I was like oh yeah same here but (laughs) but um like any depending on my mood also yin and yang yoga is really good Mm -hmm. depends on what my mood is share with us your technique so I really got into meditation at the beginning of the, the pandemic Okay. And after surviving a coma last summer. Oh, wow. I'm sorry to hear so, that. So um, it basically puts my life into perspective and, and helps me with that not everything is the worst thing in the world. Mm. And 
I'm more into the Buddhist meditation because I'm I'm also a Muslim, so I'm like a Buddha. I'm a Muslim Buddhist, okay. even though some people could think you can't do that. But um, the meditation just calms me down, and it's just it helps me work through any childhood trauma that I went through and the trauma of surviving a coma. Okay, okay. I th- I think. First of all, thank you so much for sharing that. I really do appreciate that because that's some really incredible guidance um, for our listeners. And leading into what you're saying about it helping you with um, some of your trauma, including childhood trauma. Same here. That was the other reason why I started um, doing meditation as well. So just thank you so much for sharing that. Speaking of that childhood and more so, let's talk about, say, the inner child. What was it that your inner child liked to do? when Charlotte was growing up and all those things that you still do now as a Charlotte wearing adult clothes. Childhood Charlotte liked to ride her bike. Uh-huh. It was her escape because she would just get on her bike and just ride and just because where I grew up at the time we had woods so there was like an open space with trees. Eventually it turned into like a, a, a co-op complex but before they made buildings on it you could just like dirt bike through the through the grass and through the dirt and you know just get lost and it was safe like it wasn't scary okay um so now i like to do spinning classes as exercise that's my alternative okay. and i also like to read and look at fashion magazines and i like i love fashion uh-huh. and i love to read okay. but now i read different things okay. i read more empowering empowering things i'm also a good witch so i read about you know, making herbal medicines and, you know, sage and, you know. Sorry, did doing you say good, good witch? Mm-hmm. Oh, what does that mean? So please explain for our listeners. Well, I feel over the years because of patriarchy, mm-hmm. they made being a witch a bad thing. And patriarchy and religion has made witches bad, like Witches, witches are bad, but witches aren't bad. Witches used to be our grandmothers, used to be the older wise women in the community, used to be prostitutes, and used to be gay people. Then when patriarchal society didn't want women to have power, didn't want old women to have power, and didn't want gay people to have power, they said that you know witchcraft was evil. When all these people were doing in ancient societies, was taking care of the sick and the ill. Okay. Which, funnily enough, that also links in with um, the enslavement of our peoples as well, isn't it? Because so many were lynched. Also because of some of those African um, traditions that we brought with us that they thought, yes, was witchcraft in a negative sense and were trying to essentially brainwash the enslaved to become Christians when we were trying to use our own spiritual understanding and our own traditions that we brought from the continent of Africa, irrespective of which country in the continent of Africa. So I totally understand what you've just said and how you've explained that. So thank you very much. Because obviously I hear the accent, so I'm hoping our listeners will hear the twang in your accent. So I was going to ask you one, where are you from um, or your people are from? And also then leading into that, back to what you're saying about loving enjoying riding your bike through the woods and stuff. What is your favorite childhood memory? Um, So I come from a mixed background. I grew up in New York 
but I'm also French, but I'm also Cuban. I'm also I'm Scottish. Scottish. I'm Scottish. <laughs> I have Scottish roots um, and Native American. Okay, so born in New York, which which borough? I'm born in Queens, raised between Queens and Brooklyn. Hey, I've got people in Brooklyn, my family, that's where they are. Yeah, wicked. So born in Queens, raised in Brooklyn. You've got Cuban heritage. Native American, Scottish and Cuban. Wow. Could you please tell me or explore more about three of the most influential people in your life when you were growing up and how they impacted you? Um, My grandmother, my aunt and my godmother. Do you know, um, every person I've ever asked this question, grandmother, every, every single person has mentioned grandmother. Because we, we were lucky, we were lucky to have grandmothers in our lives. And a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of people now don't have their grandmothers in their lives. It's like where I live now, there's a grandmother in the square yeah. and she's there in the house with the kids. A lot of people don't have that anymore. Don't have that mm. grandmother grandmother support and it wasn't you know it was where I grew up almost every house had a grandmother yes and it's it's interesting because I I personally don't think I'm that old like I'm in my 40s I don't think I'm that old however I have no living grandparents left and I think one of the biggest things I think for me is not having one left from either parents and it's just like but when I when I meet people or even some of my friends that have still got at least one grandparent still alive I just think it's such a blessing the three most influential people are your grandmother blessings to her your aunt blessings to her and your godmother blessings to her what would they say if we were to go back what would be one thing if they could say with you included to your 18 year old self what would it be keep your butt in school I'm, even, even though even though I have a master's degree, I am a high school dropout because oh. I was bullied. I was bullied, so and I just didn't go to school because I was just bullied every time I went there. So oh. I, instead of going to class, I would go to class on Monday, mm. pick up all the work, and stay in the library until Friday, and then go back to class on Friday and just give in my work. Oh my gosh, that is wow. I, so was that one of the childhood traumas that you were alluding to earlier? Oh my gosh! But look how you've overcome. Look how you've overcome. So that's oh a, yeah. Anybody, anybody that bullied me is not even doing half as well as I'm doing. So. There you go. So that really speaks to um, a facet that I think often we sometimes forget as creatives is resilience, because mm-hmm. resilience we we ju- we just take it for granted, but. We forget sometimes some of those traumas when we are a child, how they can really shape how you navigate life. And if we don't, I guess, overcome some of those barriers or do the work, the healing, yoga, meditation, whether we go to speak to a counsellor or whatever it is we need to do or journal. What what I want to ask you now, as we move through into the middle section, um, is more about the creative industry and your expertise specifically. Mm -hmm. So what I'd like to ask you is what... What is your personal evolution within your specific area of 
fashion. So how did you get to become the founder and editor-in-chief? How did you become a model scale, sneaker reseller, content creator? What brought you there? Is it something you always wanted to do? Or were you doing something else? I thought, sod that, I love fashion. And that's what I'm doing. Um, it's something I always wanted to do. Um, but I started the online magazine because I come from a magazine background. Okay. But one element that even working at different magazines in my past, I didn't see myself. And I wanted to make a platform where I saw myself. Understood. So basically I had to create it myself. It was a, it, it was a new frontier, you know, and it, it's just like, and, and, and the thing is, I'm not like the number one magazine. It didn't pop off for me the way it popped off for other people, like per se Fashion Bomb Daily yeah. or Pause Magazine or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, But I was in the trenches with them. We yeah. all came up together. Yeah. But there were certain things that I would do and I wouldn't do. Like yeah. for fashion, I've seen people, for, for fashion, I've seen people do a lot of things just to get in the door. And there's certain things I wasn't going to do. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't going to go to a fashion show and say that I was an editor from, you know, a magazine to get into the show because in Milan, all black people look the same. Well, that um, was just not, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was going to go as me. Either you wanted to invite me or you didn't. Yeah. Or I was going to wait online for standing and go in. Like I'm not afraid to like, you know, grind yeah but i wasn't i wasn't gonna say i was x person when i was an x person yeah because i wanted to be know this is my platform because i feel like stuff like that will come to haunt you in in the future but you know Mm -hmm. some other people it worked for them and their platform is making them a lot of money right now yeah Yeah. i'm i'm a firm i'm a firm believer of i only go and actually, whether it be a platonic, romantic, business, I only go where I'm liked, loved, or wanted. And I use that as my three rule mantra. Mm-hmm. I'm not taking my presence and energy anywhere if you A, are unsure about me, or B, you didn't want me there in the first place. What am I rocking up for? Because your, your energy is going to make that very known, very plain to me. And you always pick up on people's energy and I don't ever want to put that negativity out into my business because then you feel like a fraud, you know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I, I always feel that comes across. Um, so I, I like what you're saying about, well, actually I'm going to do it this way. And also it makes you very authentic. Mm-hmm. And it's also like being a, a black woman in the content creator blogging sphere you can go two different ways Mm. and people have said to me before they're like your platform looks like a rich white girl you would we could that's been that's been said to me by sisters sorry sorry listeners you didn't see the face i just pulled there i just went original black girl stink face and tilted my head to the side just for all of you listening (laughs) really because you know black you know black women can't afford or like luxury items. There is there is a really right? strange perception within our society, whether it's from black people within or people observing black society. Black women, sorry, not even black women, black people in general, when it comes to 
adornment and locks we do it from birth just even with moisturizing our babies we we that is the, one of the greatest luxuries that we have we do it from birth how we choose to spend our money there's sometimes there's too many people watching how we spend our money and how we manage our purse but in terms of looks and how we show out when it comes to our adornment nobody can touch us hands down mm-hmm. and it's from the crowning of our hair to the makeup to everything else so when it comes to websites for some of us we inv- stop it but <laughs> Because sometimes I think of it, think of it as if I would have started an online magazine that talks about, you know, Cardi B and this one, what they're wearing, and loving hip hop and this, 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 and this and that, I probably would have would, be, would have more money and more power than yeah. I do now. You know, I talk about luxury. I have an MBA. I talk about luxury fashion. Nobody wants to hear that from a black girl. Only now they do. Yeah. I mean, because even even the other day I saw a tweet that the Philippines is getting a Vogue, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> the Philippines gets a Vogue, and no African country, no the continent can't even get a Vogue, yeah. but the Philippines exactly gets a Vogue. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I hear you totally. It comes back to again, the culture is loved, the people are not. When, when I see things like that, I just always think of the culture is loved, but the people are not. The culture is loved, the culture is abused, and the culture is raped. Yeah, yeah. In a nutshell. In in a nutshell. Um, and it's funny, really, when we think about with what's happening at the moment, just as an aside, with the DJ, uh, Tim Westwood, and all the ah. other teams there that have been going on. I mean, I remember hearing about stuff like this from late 90s. It's the, sa- it's the, it's the same thing. I've heard about him. Yeah. It's just like, um, what's the photographer's name with the glasses? Oh, you're talking... Um, oh, I know who you're talking about. Oh, my From God. the States. Yes. I forget his name. Yeah. But I know him from New York. And I knew. Yeah. There's every everybody knows, but nobody says anything. Yes. But coming back to your point, what you were just saying about Philippines gets a vogue, the continent. Harry Richardson. There you go. There you go. Yesterday on the news when they were talking about Tim Westwood, and I think it was ITN News, and they they said, you know, the world-renowned um, DJ, and um, they didn't use the term spokesperson, but it was like he is the leader, the British leader of hip hop, and I just literally, I almost I had to clutch my chest because I just thought, who's the ball guy? There are some things that we really just need to gatekeep more. <laughs> But we just need to gate. Like they couldn't even they, could, they couldn't even mention what's the ball guy that's on BBC and has the um Trevor Nelson Sunday. Trevor Nelson. Trevor Nelson. Did they forget about Trevor Nelson? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'd like to ask you, in your opinion, what would you say is one of the most important personality traits or strengths someone needs to have to do your specific job? You just have to know you belong, know your worth. Okay. Because I feel like my peers in 
fashion, yeah. for example, and in blogging, I've seen a lot of people get crippled because they don't think they belong. What is the one piece of advice you'd give to someone who was starting out in the career of either fashion blogging or um, wanting to be a model scout, for example? What would be that? You got to work your way up. You, you, you have to do an internship for free. You have to do things for free. Like I feel like the, the, the new generation coming up, they want paid internships. I get they should get paid and meals like that, but I got most of my experience working for somebody for free. At what time of day do you do your best work? Morning. Morning. That's your morning person as well. So many people, morning people. I'm not. <laughs> you get it done. Like it's it's like like I've tried to go to the gym in the early morning, afternoon, and the evening. Yeah. Evening is the hardest, but if I get it done in the morning, done. It's out of the way. I'm set for the day. I'll make more healthier choices. In the afternoon is good too because you do it before lunch and you'll you're still on that make healthier choices. But if I do it in the morning, I get it out of the way. I get it done, and then I have the energy to do the work I need to do and then I can take a nap. Question 49. What fashion item from across the culture do you wish you could have designed or styled on a person and why? Mine is really simple. Um, I wish I could have done this Sade in the bolero jacket, the jeans and the red lippy with her ponytail. Simple but like stunning. Wow, that is a really good answer. We've not had Sade before, so that's a very good answer. And I think Sade is the icon for me. It's also because my aunt turned me on to her. Aha. My aunt used to love her and we used to wait, we used to stay up late watching um, Sade videos. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be and why? My kindness. Your kindness. Like after going through a coma, a near-death experience and surviving, nothing else matters to me. Your opinion, what you feel about me, how you live your life, how, like, I just want to be kind. There's no reason to be stressed out. There's no reason to use foul language. There's no reason to put your hands on anybody, just kindness. What's one question you wish I'd asked you and how would you have answered? You do such hard questions, Bardo. You make me think. That, that's um, the idea. It's to, yeah, it's to ask it's to ask those creatives the kind of questions that they wouldn't normally get asked. Normally you get asked about your job or a project you've worked on, but these are things about you creatively as a person. How are you doing today? And how do you how do you deal with failure? Do you know that? How to deal with failure was actually one of my questions, but in the end I skipped over it because you said some stuff to do with trauma and the bullying. So I thought actually in answering that without me actually asking you, you've actually spoken about resilience. So you kind of answered it. So go on, you, you, you say then, how do you deal with failure? And how's your day, Charlotte? How's your day been? My day has been busy. Um, I have a lot going on. Um, and how I deal with failure, I used to deal with it negatively, getting depressed and everything like that. But now I just accept that the universe has something for me. And whatever the universe has for me, I have to accept it. So, Charlotte, thank you so much. We've had um, 
a really good conversation there and you've given some wonderful and flavoursome um, answers for our audience. So with that said, I would like to say thank you very much, Charlotte. This has been your Wrap and Chat. Thank you so much, Barda. I was happy for me to be a guest on your show, Wrap and Chat. Everybody, please follow me at Style Cartel on Instagram, Twitter, and stylecartel.com, um, Style Cartel Media on TikTok. Thank you for that, Charlotte. And we'll also drop that onto the website page as well. This has been your Wrap and Chat.